baby pictures, it just always makes me happy when we get to do the senior video. So I really hope you guys enjoyed that as much as I did. So um, such a good time uh, doing that. Before we, I begin today, I, I want to do something that's not part of my script and not part of the plan and wasn't part of first service, but I think it needs to be said. Before we begin, I do want to say a quick little thank you because, you know, our announcements pointed out quickly how um, thankful we need to be for our tech team up in the booth. We've seen this year in, in the craziness of um, 2020 and the beginning of 2021, how much we've all had to learn about technology and how to make things work in, in this, this year. And our tech team has been above and beyond phenomenal in making things work for fellowship, both here in the building and for those who join us online each week. And they have um, met each challenge in a, in a way that has been um, incredible. And, and on days like today, when the soundboard goes down in the middle of announcements and they just fix it and we keep going, is just unbelievable. So if you guys would just help join me in giving that tech team a round of applause. Because honestly, guys, without that team, we wouldn't have service. And so I am super duper thankful for them because I am the least technical person you will ever meet in your life. And so I know I wouldn't be able to do anything with them, like videos or anything fun. So I'm so thankful for them. But all right, I just want to do that. So, okay. Well, good morning, Fellowship family. It is so good to see you guys this morning. My name is Michelle Holtzclaw. I like you guys. All right. Now, if you have been with us on a Sunday morning before, you might have seen me run up on this stage and with one single breath, run through the announcements while mentioning that I do family ministry here. And you might have thought to yourself, well, what is family ministry? And what does a family ministry director actually do? Well, that's a simple answer and kind of complex too. What I do is um, I oversee the care of all the children and students from birth through 12th grade while working with every other ministry within this church. So um, if you uh, look around this room and you see some really cool kids and some really cool adults hanging out in uh, tie-dyed t-shirts today, that is part of what I get to do. I spend time each week with our youth and we spend time together learning about faith, uh, learning about life, and talking about Jesus. Um, and that is super fantastic and fun. And I want to share a little bit about um, that with you guys today. But before we begin, I'd like to share some scripture. Now, the first passage that I would like to share with you all today is what is known as the Shema. Now, Shema is a Hebrew word that means listen or hear. Now, I imagine this is the equivalent of Moses saying, y'all, listen close. You're not going to want to miss this, okay? All right, Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4 through 9. Listen, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. And you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands that I am giving you today. Repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them when you are at home and when you are on the road, when you are going to bed and when you are getting up. Tie them to your hands and wear them on your forehead as reminders. Write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. Now, personally, I love this scripture. One, I love it because... NFC kids, we have a really fun thing that we do to help us remember that part of loving um, God with all of our heart, 
soul, and strength. We do hand motions, and I think that's fun. But also, I love this scripture personally because, see, I have the memory of a goldfish. And so if I'm going to remember something that is so crucial to remember, then I do need to make sure that I put it on my wrist or write it on my forehead or hang it above my door or on my gates, right? I need to make sure that it's uh, constantly in front of me in order to bring my focus to my focus. Now, last week, Trey's sermon was titled Under the Influence, and he had two key points in that sermon. I want to revisit those points today and build on them a little bit more. Those two points were this. One, we are all under the influence of something or someone. And two, there is someone who or something that's under the influence of us. Now, I think it's fair to say that if you are living according to the direction of Deuteronomy 6 and you have the command of loving God with everything you have in front of you always, then it's going to influence the way that you live, right? It would also affect the influence that you have on those around you, I believe. And I would guess that that's why that Jesus quotes that part of the Shema along with uh, the, the scripture reference from Leviticus in loving your neighbor as yourself as his answer for the greatest commandment to live by. Now, I don't think that Moses was being overly dramatic when he told the Israelites in uh, Deuteronomy to listen, Israel, to love your Lord, the love of the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength. Commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands given you today. To repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them when you're at home, when you're on the road. When you're going to bed, when you're getting up, tie them to your hands, wear them on your forehead as reminders, write them on your doorposts of your house and on your gates. I don't think he's being overdramatic when he says all those things because... They're walking into the land of plenty, right? The land of plenty of distractions. And Moses, he knew how crucial it was to keep our focus on God. Now, Deuteronomy 6 was Moses preparing the Israelites to go into the promised land. The second scripture that I want to share with you guys is from the book of Joshua. Now, Joshua... He's the next generation leader for the Israelites. Joshua, he was influenced by Moses. And now he's influencing this next generation. So let's see what Joshua has to say in chapter 24, verse 1 through 3. Then Joshua summoned all the tribes of Israel to Shechem, including their elders, leaders, judges and officers. So they came and presented themselves to God. Joshua said to the people, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. Long ago, your ancestors, including Terah, the father of Abraham and Nahor, lived beyond the Euphrates River and they worshiped other gods. But I took your ancestor Abraham from the land beyond the Euphrates and led him into the land of Canaan. I gave him many descendants through his son, Isaac. He then goes on in verses 4 through 18 to remind the Israelites of the ways that God has provided for them and protected them, the way that he has chosen them and loved them. He wants them to remember who they are 
and what they have been called to be. And then in verse 14, Joshua says this. So fear the Lord and serve him wholeheartedly. Put away forever the idols your ancestors worshipped when they lived beyond the Euphrates River in Egypt. Serve the Lord alone. But if you refuse to serve the Lord, then choose today whom you will serve. Would you prefer the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates? Or will it be the gods, the Amorites, in whose land you now live? But as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. See, Joshua, he's doing what good leaders do. He's leading by example, and he's inviting others in. I believe that Moses and Joshua, they understood the importance of community, of being influenced by other believers in their faith development, as well as using their influence to to help develop others in their faith. Now, I have some videos that I want to share with you guys from some of our graduates about the impact that community has had on them in their faith development. So let's watch those now. My journey with faith really didn't, or it started when I was really young and I was going to church and I got baptized when I was eight years old. But it was really at a standstill until I came here and I learned a sense of community that really helped me to move forward and push on with my faith. And it honestly helped me grow better to have people around me that understood me very well and to have people around me in general. And so my journey with faith really didn't start completely until I came here to other people. crossroads for very long, but since I've been here, I've never felt more loved and cared for by a church. Before Crossroads, I constantly lived in a state of burnout and would never take time to rest and truly refill in the presence of God. But through Crossroads, I have truly learned the importance of rest and how important it is for me to be able to give back to others, I must first be refilled. Through Crossroads, I've been able to find people that truly love me and care for me for the person that I am, and for that, I will always be grateful. Through Crossroads, I have also learned how to deepen my faith, stepping out, being bold, and doing the things that God has called me to do. So thank you.
So one of the things that I found most interesting about all three of their videos was the fact that they all mentioned in their own way community. See, when I asked the, the graduating seniors if they wanted to make a video, I really left it kind of open-ended because I wanted it to be authentic to the kids making the videos. I told them that the goal for today was to talk about faith development and how has your faith uh, developed over the years that you have grown. And each one of them on their own talked about an aspect of community, about finding people to come around them who have cared for them and loved them and helped them as they have grown, right? Community. And I just love that, really, because I know the impact of a faith community. See, in my role, I understand the the impact that parents have on kids, right? Like, I I know that. I see that. But I also understand what the, the faith family has. Now, last week, Um, Trey mentioned that Jesus redefined family for us by talking about our extended faith family. And that is all of us together. We're the faith family. Now, the influence of the faith family doesn't end at a certain age. Faith family's impact doesn't stop because they finished school, right? It doesn't end because they're out of college. There's not an end point of an impact of a faith family. And I understand that some of us in the room, sometimes we um, might be tempted to take certain Sundays, maybe like today, and look at it as like Youth Sunday at face value and determine if it applies to us or not. Maybe you don't have kids, or maybe your kids are grown, or maybe your kids aren't grown yet. Maybe they're not at this level of youth. But I want to say, please, y'all, listen close. Don't count this Sunday out. The Shema wasn't a PTO meeting. Moses called the whole community together. Because faith development is a lifelong journey. And maybe your influence isn't on children and youth. But I promise you, there is a spot both inside this church and outside in the community where your influence is needed and where God is calling you. I tell my kids all the time, both the ones that are actually mine and the ones that call me like church mom, that you were made on purpose for a purpose. And God is calling you. Just like Joshua said, choose this day who you will serve. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. As the worship team joins me back on the stage, I'm going to close this out in prayer. But I want to encourage you guys as I close it out in prayer to be thinking about where your influence is needed and where God is calling you. It might not be children and youth. If it is children and youth, I promise you it's fun. You do stuff like make tie-dye t-shirts. But it might be that he's calling you in, in men's ministry. Or it might be that your place is in missions. It might be that, that welcoming in, on Sunday morning. Wherever it is, I promise you, the Lord has a spot for you. So bow your heads with me and let's close it out in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this Sunday, Lord. We thank you for... The many people who have answered the call, Lord, to to, um, go where you have asked them to serve, Lord. 
We thank you for the people who know the power um, of your influence on their life and the way that they can move and, and let people see you through them and their actions, Lord. We pray that more people are willing to be obedient to that call, Lord. We pray that you would help us to um, lay down the, the distractions that, that are in our way, Lord, and see um, what you have for us. Lord, we are so thankful for the fact that you've given us so many gifts and so many abilities, Lord, that, that we are all able to serve in so many different capacities. Thank you for loving us so much, Lord. Thank you for gifting us in so many different ways. Guide, guard us, and direct us as we go throughout our week and help us to see the ways that we can choose this day, Lord, that we want to serve you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.